Hello, everybody. I'm Molly Lloyd. Hey, hey, I'm Blair Brooks. And we are so excited to be hosting Toddler Purgatory from the What Fresh Hell Media Kingdom. <laughs> How you doing, Blair? I'm good. I'm good. Let's get this party started. We're going to start right from the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> we are talking today about how toddlers are the worst. I mean, they're the best. The worst. They're the lights of our lives. But also, oh my gosh, they're the worst. Well, let me tell you something. We put up on the What Fresh Hell Facebook page, which you all should join if you haven't already. And some of the listeners of What Fresh Hell gave some incredible examples from their life. Funny. Funny. Yeah. Of Toddler Worst for the under five years old set, which is our set here on Toddler Purgatory. And one of my favorite ones was Sarah speaking about how gross toddlers are. <laughs> she said her friend had brought her newly potty trained daughter into a gas station bathroom. They were like on a car trip, a road trip of some kind. And her toddler was so sick of sitting on the car seat and she just needed to get her out and stretch her legs, etc. So they go into the gas station bathroom and her toddler, who was kind of in that bananas phase when you first get them out of a car seat after a few hours, <laughs> leaned on down and licked the bathroom floor. No! Licked it. The worst! That's the worst. I mean, that is, that's like, you know, you got to be careful. <laughs> that's panic inducing. That's panic time. All you can think is that maybe in this COVID times, they had been really diligent about cleaning the floor in that gas station bathroom. Oh, God. But still, but still, but still. I mean, that reminds me of like my son and daughter. They both do it, actually. You know that like mindless thing that toddlers do? They're not paying attention to anything that they do. So they'll just like end up with like the bottom of their shoe in their mouth, just licking it, just licking it, mm-hmm. or my shoe, anything, just licking it. It's just like... Why does it have to go into your mouth? Yeah. Oh, the worst. Now, wait a minute, Blair. Remind me. What age are your kids again? Four and newly minted two-year-old. Oh, that's right. She just turned two. Princess party. Mm-hmm. 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 The worst. <laughs> now, the interesting thing for you, you have your four-year-old is a boy mm-hmm. and your two-year-old is a girl. Mm-hmm. How do their like levels of gross slash rudeness vary? Do you think, you know... <laughs> Does the two-year-old just kind of reach different levels? Has the four-year-old grown out of doing gross or rude things? Ha, ha, ha. I'm sure not, but... Yeah, no. Mm -mm. My two-year-old, she seems to be like the gross one. And I think it's just because she don't care. (laughs) She don't care about nobody or nothing. Mm -hmm. So she's just like, whatever, I'm going to be gross. Where my four-year-old, my boy, he is my little sweetheart angel. Uh, But he's like stealth rude. Like the other day, my nanny wasn't feeling well. She had like some stomach thing. And so I was like, okay, I was like, let's make a video to send to her. So we're like, hey, T, we love you and we miss you and we hope you feel better. And then I'm like to my son, P, I'm like, hey, I'm like, say something. And he goes, oh, we miss you and we love you. And we're so sorry. We have no concern for you. And I'm like, that's what you how do you know that's not true? That, how do you even know what concern means? And also he used it properly and so rudely, but properly. So properly. So like stealthily rude. He's my little stealth rude boy. Oh, I love it. And also a lot of that is like repeating. Like they're repeating what they hear either from you or from Everything. their teachers or something. Repeat, repeat, repeat. Like on top of repeating, you also have like the kids who just say anything at any time, and they don't cur at all. 
Some kids were straight up born, no filter. No filter. I mean, good for them for the honesty, but bad when you're in a hardware store. <laughs> exactly. Or like Melissa, when she was in a liquor store with her son and they go in and he just loudly yells, oh, do we always have to come here? Oh, in a liquor store. <laughs> <laughs> in a liquor store. And she's like, to be clear, we don't come in here that often. Oh my gosh, that is so funny. Well, that's the funny thing too is like, you know, when my husband and I, when it's, I don't know, not even cocktail hour really, but when we're getting ready for dinner or whatever, I might have a glass of wine or a beer or whatever after dinner. And so it is a part, I think it's a very like not prevalent part of our life, but certainly a part of our life. We definitely drink beer and wine. And my son at one point when he was younger said, mm -hmm. well, women drink wine and men drink beer. And I was like, oh, we need to have a gender conversation about that. <laughs> but that was what he had seen because he had seen me drink wine. I have beer occasionally, but but the best was one time he said at breakfast, he really wants to help, right? Like he wants to be a helper. Bless him. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love it so much. I love it so, so much. But he was bringing stuff out, bringing the butter out for the toast. And he does silverware, you know, whenever he does silverware. Okay. Full service, baby. Full service. And so he sits, we sit down and we say, Hey, would you like to sit down with us? And he said, Oh, yes, but we need drinks. He goes, Mama, would you like a beer? <laughs> it is 835 in the morning. And I go, Oh, no, honey. Thank you anyway. But this is morning. It's breakfast. And he goes, Oh, you want a wine? <laughs> and I was like, He knows what's up. He knows what's up. He knows what's up. Molly, he knows what's up. <laughs> And I was like, look, I, I'm on vacation or something. I don't turn my nose up at a, a morning beverage. <laughs> but this was like a Wednesday. And I said, oh, thank you so much. So that was in the privacy of our own home. So you can imagine yeah. what happens when you're out and about and, you know, it becomes a thing. Yeah. My son loves to, when we're at restaurants, which we actually do a lot because I'm a lazy parent and I don't like to cook. But so we're out. And what he does is he likes to play this game of like, before the food comes, he likes to serve us something. Oh. So he'll be like, mama, would you like beer or wine or the thing with the nice lemon in it? <laughs> oh. A martini. <laughs> And he offers me only drinks, and then he offers his father food. <laughs> He's like, Daddy, would you like a burger or pasta or strawberries? And I'm like, do I get any food? And he's like, Mama, you just drink. <laughs> like, cool, cool. He knows how I operate. I mean, you got a lemon. <laughs> got a lemon. That's all you need. <laughs> Thanks, dear. Oh, gosh. Toddlers are so funny that way. And I don't know if they ever grow out of it. Like, for sure, I remember being like 12 years old and saying things you know, in front of other people or whatever that I didn't consider like family secrets. <laughs> but you don't, you know, you, there is no filter and you don't know yet, I guess. Like, I don't know how to say it. Like, what's okay at home and not okay outside or, you know, that kind of thing. And that's why toddlers are the worst. The absolute worst. There's also like little things that my kid does where we'll be in the car and before I get him strapped in into his car seat, sometimes I go and put my bag down in the front seat and that kind of thing. And this is so minor, but it's really goes, oh, you know, like an arrow. So I go back there and I didn't see what he's been doing. He's kind of been like looking at his toys and his little bin next to his car seat or something. Mm. And then he gets in his car seat and, you know, I strap him in and we're on our way. And it isn't until that later that night when he's gone to bed and I realize we left the scooter on the sidewalk or something and I go out to get it and I realize that my car is illuminated from the inside. 
because he has changed all the light switches in the car from door, like turning on when the door is open, to just on. Ah. Just on. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, no, like, thank goodness I came out to get this scooter. It's so little, but really annoying. It's like one of those personal things, you know? I'm like, oh, never again, my boy. Never again. (laughs) They are the worst. Well, you know, at least turning the lights on isn't really dangerous, although obviously it could drain that battery. But we had another listener named Jana who said, her four-year-old was locking the doors. She didn't realize that she was locking the doors while she was buckling in her little baby and the car was running. You know, it's probably like getting it warm or whatever. So she closes the door and didn't realize that her toddler had locked all the doors from the inside. No. I mean, how scary is that? She said, I tried my hardest to get her to shimmy out of her car seat and unlock the door, but she adamantly refused <laughs> until, of course, the nice fireman from 911 came and asked her very nicely. Oh. oh. <laughs> Once authorities are involved, you got to go, it's over. Oh, it's the worst. It's over. It's like my son locked himself in a room once. You ever tried to explain how to unlock a lock oh. to a four-year-old? I'm like the tiny thing that looks like it's like horizontal. No, he doesn't know horizontal. He's like laying down and you need to turn it so that it faces up. Meanwhile, he's just like aggressively like jiggling the handle. I'm like, stop. Listen to me. And then we eventually had to call the maintenance guy. It was... Oh, of course. And how many parents have like threatened from the other side of the door? Because now they kind of know what a lock is, right? Right. 100% my son has gone into like the bathroom and locked the door. And then you have to ride that crazy wave, that train of... If you don't don't open up the door. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, I'm pushing too hard. I'm pushing too hard. Honey, Uh could you uh unlock the door, sweet? Mama can't wait to give you a hug. Meanwhile, you're like boiling because they're in the bathroom and they're either laughing or they're who knows what they're doing in there. really. (laughs) But the good news is he hasn't done anything too, too bad yet. But isn't that funny? Like the things we have to do to kind of convince our kid not to do something when we can't see them. I mean, I rarely use that sweet voice. That's a very sweet voice. I would do anything you would say, Molly, if you use that sweet voice on me. I'm usually at 10 always. Yeah. I'm on this door. I'm going to come in. I'm going to bust it down. And you, you will sa- never eat carbs, pasta ever again. Forget it. You sound so much like one of my favorite things, Vincent D'Onofrio in Men in Black <laughs> when he turns into that crazy walking zombie thing. You know how he does that? <laughs> yeah. That was you. You're like, <laughs> that's me. Yeah. That's where I start. Yeah. <laughs> you mentioning carbs to your four-year-old makes me laugh because I was listening once or what was it? To something, maybe the Oprah interview with Megan and Harry or something. Oprah. And they said that their kid's first word was hydrate. <laughs> I love that our kids are growing up learning words like carbs and hydrate. <laughs> exactly. Well, when we come back after break, we are going to be touching base a little more on the crazy worst things that our kids do. Look, we're not saying they're not the best, but we're also not saying that they're not the worst. Wait, that's too many negatives. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> we'll be back in just a minute. When you bring your child home for the first time, you want a baby monitor you can trust. When you choose Stork, you choose technology trusted to monitor 10 million babies in hospitals every year. Stork continuously tracks your baby's pulse rate, oxygen saturation, and temperature. Visit MassimoStork.com to learn more. Stork, a revolutionary baby monitor, is born. Stork is not a medical device. Read and understand all product labeling. Massimo data on file. 
If you're a parent, I invite you to join us at the Mindful Mama podcast, where it's all about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent with sometimes hilarious and always thought-provoking experts and friends. At Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm Hunter Clark Fields, and I can't wait to see you there. Listen in to the Mindful Mama podcast. Welcome back. We're talking about toddlers and how they're just sometimes the absolute worst here on Toddler Purgatory. (laughs) How can you love something so much when it can get so messy? The best, I think, and I didn't mind this. I don't really mind too much mess per se. Like my son, I let him, when we play like nail salon or something, I let him Mm -hmm. do it. It's totally fine. Except for the one time I went upstairs to get dressed or something or grab something before we went to school. And I swear to you, it was maybe 35 seconds. And when I came back down, he had tattooed his entire body, (laughs) face, everything with Spider-Man stamps. Like they are not washable, but yeah, I mean, they're washable eventually in the bath, but we were on our way out the door to preschool. And he's just like, mama, look, tattoos. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, if you're a four-year-old post Malone, like they were all over his face. All over his hands. I was gone 37 seconds at the most. Listen, that's the one thing that they are amazing at. The short amount of time and the extreme amount of damage that they can do. Oh, yeah. Mini Destructos. Mine took the finger paint. I was like, you guys, we got finger paints. And my four-year-old just undid all of them. I went to go grab some like rolly paper. My four-year-old grabs them. Two-year-old gets in on it, and they just go to town, finger paint everywhere. It got so bad that I was just like, everyone in the shower. I bought that Vincent D'Onofrio back out. Oh, do it. I was like, everyone in the shower. And now it's a thing, because now I bought the finger paint soap. Oh, yes. So they just get into the shower, and they finger paint all over the place. And So what was once a really horrible idea has now turned into my savior. Oh, I love it. And I'm so grateful for things like that, that they have created, where they're like, look, we know your kids are going to get messy. Here's something to use in the bathtub. So good. Right? So good. We had so many on the What Fresh Hell Facebook page, which if you have enjoyed it, you should. We had a lot of amazing responses about messy kids. We're talking food coloring all over the stairs and walls. Mm -hmm. We're talking... Raw eggs on the ground. No. Hard pass. No, thank you. Yes. And the person who posted it said that that for her was the toughest because for her, that was worse than the smell of like normal yucky things, peas and poops or whatever. The yucky, yucky poopoos. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Raw eggs. She said hard pass. I'm with her. Oh, yeah. One person's kid got green crayon on everything. One listener came in and saw her little one with butt paste, but not just on the butt, like all over her body. Oh, and that stuff is a pain in literally the butt to get out. It is so sticky. What is it made of? I don't know. Magic when you need it. Mr. Butt Paste, please call in and tell us what your paste is made of. Like, that's how it works, right? Like, because it sticks. But then you try to get it off and it's like, oh, my gosh. Or if it gets on your crib sheets or anywhere. Oh, it is so sticky. Everywhere. Oh. oh. I mean, I kind of, it's a nightmare. It's a nightmare. <laughs> also, I love it. And then, oh, and one of the listener named Kelly said, it was a quiet lockdown morning. <laughs> I asked my three-year-old where his little sister was. He sweetly said, she has the nail polish. 
I like to imagine that he said it really darkly, like right. in on it, you know, but with a sweet voice. Oh, she was covering her whole face and arms with the nail polish. And from then on, she had to put it at the top of a cabinet. <sighs> oh, I know that stuff doesn't come off. That's the thing, too, with toddlers. It's like mm-hmm. you learn your lesson by having them get into it. So now everything is at least like six feet or higher in my home. Yeah. It's just like, look up. Yes. Always look up. Now, do you feel that because you have two at home? So I don't know too much about siblings. I have an only child, but I wasn't an only child. So I know about how it was when I was a kid. But (laughs) do you see the egging on process of this kind of thing? Like is either your four-year-old boy or your two-year-old girl the instigator or do they take turns with that? You said your four-year-old's kind of your sweet one, though. Yeah. No, the two-year-old is definitely like the instigator. She don't care. She's just like, yo, Pete, let's do this. And he's like, sure, let's ride. (laughs) I'm in. (laughs) He's sort of like Robin. He's like an affable sidekick. Absolutely. And also, if he doesn't do it, she'll just like pitch a huge fit. She screams real loud, which causes him in turn to put his hands over his ears and be like, please, please. (laughs) That's really sweet. It's so sweet. But he's like literally pleading with her because he also knows that I'm going to come in. Vincent D'Onofrio will all be like, what is going on? Who did what? I feel like I should do a sidebar about the fact that I do love Vincent D'Onofrio. It's just that character. But boy, is he good in on those TV shows. You know how he looks sideways at the people being questioned? What is that show? <laughs> <laughs> One of those shows. You know the cap shows. Law and Order. Law and Order. That- he was Law and Order Criminal Intent. And he's such a wonderful actor, obviously. But he really, you know, embraced that character. I could talk about Vincent D'Onofrio for a long time because I think he's amazing. <laughs> Let's do it. Vincent, come on the show. We want to talk to you. Yeah, what he might do it. He seems pretty cool. <laughs> oh, the reason why I ask is I remember being like half of a sibling pair. I have a, a sister who's four years older than me. But of course, like we can't look back and remember the toddler years. And we certainly don't remember when I don't remember when she was four and I was born. <laughs> One of our listeners, Carrie, says my older daughter liked to go into her newborn sister's room when she was napping and shake the bed <laughs> to wake her up. <laughs> I mean, that is so I love that she was trying to wake her up. That's like the positive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But also, oh my gosh, I love it. I'm going to go ahead and give her a good shake. I'm going to give, give her a good shake. It's funny how, yeah, you think about how kids... Don't we have one listener um, who didn't have a sibling but was in the delivery room, right? Did they have some... Yes. Her water broke five weeks early. She's in the car. She just picked her kid up from daycare. Her kid's two and a half. So she has to call her mom who lives two and a half hours away. And her husband was 1,400 miles away. Really? Yeah. So she ends up having to take her toddler into the delivery room with her. And he ends up just crapping his pants. I mean, he's a toddler. It's what they do. And he's a toddler. It turns it. I mean, it probably turned into like a cool vacation to him. He's like, oh, what's this? What's that? What's that? And one of the nurses had to like change him while she's delivering. His sibling. Talk about multitasking. Nurses really are heroes <laughs> in so many ways. Ooh, but that poor mom. I mean, that's just like, oh, the stress that the worst behavior brings on. Yes. Like there was another one on Facebook where uh, she said that she was at the Bronx Zoo. And I am definitely guilty of this. But she's at the Bronx Zoo and she's looking through her phone, you know, looking at her kid, looking at her phone. And her kid just had this like random black shirt on. Yeah. Oh, you read that? A black sweatshirt. Yes. 
Yeah. And so she's looking at her phone and she looks up and she's a black shirt and then she looks up. She sees the black shirt, but it's not quite the black shirt that she put on that morning. And she completely lost her kid. Oh, no. You know that feeling of when, when you think you lose your kid? Yep. It's like outer body. It's like your spirit leaves you. And it's just like... Even though you know you have to stay calm because he's he or she is probably within 15 feet or something. Like, they don't generally get far, you know? They're probably right under you. Oh, or that. That's usually mine. Mine's, like, right behind me, like, in between my legs. And I'm like, help me! Help me! And then she's like, mama, Wally Pop, or something. You're like, oh, you're right there. I want you. I want you. I want you, mama. <laughs> I know. My son had a phase. Yeah, he does it occasionally now, but he's kind of bigger. But where he for sure thought that hide-and-go-seek was a fun game that we were all in on all the time. <gasps> it's the worst. Don't you do it. You're the only one playing this game, buddy. Yeah. When your kid is the only one playing hide-and-go-seek, that is not a fun game for anyone. <laughs> oh, it's so hard. And then his little face would poke out from behind a tree or something, literally 12 feet away. Right. But me- meanwhile, I'm panicking. I'm thinking, who walked by? How many cars have passed by? You start doing that mental tabulation in your head. The mom mental. Oh, gosh. Oh, there was a... Yeah. Oh, recently on the mom group that I'm in, in our town, they put out this SOS about this kid who had disappeared. And of course, it's like, mm. oh, God. Okay. And this kid was gone for eight hours. Eight hours. Eight hours. Guess where he was? Okay, let me guess. Hang on. In a tree. Like something like in a tree. Mm, close. On the subway? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. He was under his bed playing with his tablet that his mother had taken away. <laughs> That is a strong battery. I'm sorry, but that is genius. This dude was just like, well, fine. If I can't play with it. My jaw is dropped right now. I can see my kid doing that. Eight hours. Held his pee. Or maybe he wore a diaper like that astronaut who drove to Florida. (laughs) Maybe. I would have loved to see that setup. He's got snacks. Oh, he like prepared. He had like a tactical maneuvers under there. He's like, boom, boom, boom. Snacks. Check. (laughs) Diaper. Check. Rechargeable battery. Check, check, check. He's like a genius. That's the next Elon Musk or whatever. Right? He's like, oh. I mean, would you be mad? You just like look under the bed. There you are. Oh, oh. wait. All right. Eight hours. I send those parents my love. I send that kid my love too, but mostly the parents. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't even imagine. I feel like these kids too with these iPads and this technology, they're just like eons ahead of us like yes they know things and can do things that we just can't because they're i mean how soon were your kids swiping like just understood what a swipe was on the phone i mean like 16 months at least oh for sure and which makes me like nervous but also like get it like please become a coder please support me later please (laughs) this acting lifestyle is not working out yeah i'm not gonna get a whole lot of ingenue roles at 60 (laughs) so i'm gonna need you To be a coder. (laughs) I know. It's like a blessing and a curse, of course. And now, of course, because of the times that we're living in, how many times are people on Zoom? How many moms and dads and grandparents and caretakers are working from home? Right. I mean, the classic one, of course, is that guy who was being interviewed by CNN and his cute little daughter came in and revealed that was the cutest thing I've ever seen and revealed that the table next to him that had the books on it was not, in fact, a table, but a bed because she sat on it and it bounced. (laughs) (laughs) But then did you see the mom comes running out 
with her pants down to her by her ankles. Bless her. <laughs> they were that low, but I like to think of it that way. <laughs> I know she had like been doing stuff. She's trying to get that two seconds in. Gotta get that. Yeah. Just trying to get that. I read this one on the Facebook page where this uh, couple, one of the, the wife was adopting the son and they were on Zoom with the judge. Mm-hmm. And they're going through it and they're, it's, you know, going really well. And they have the kids in the background playing. And then all of a sudden he's like, help me. Help me. <laughs> Wait, the kids started saying, help me or the judge? The kids, he was playing with like trucks or something. I was like, you know, <gasps> and he's, but he just starts screaming, help me. And the judge is like, uh, do we need to, is there, is the child in danger? Turns out everything was all right. But of course, like, oh, of course. Well, that's the thing is that again, going back to the no filter thing, you know, my son loves his grandparents, loves his aunts and uncle. I mean, we're very blessed. He has like six grandparents, you know what I mean? And a million aunts and uncles. And also we had him when we were a little older. So my cousin's kids are like his cousins, you know? So he has wonderful big families and sometimes we have big group calls and stuff. But he also has a bit of a short attention span. So every once in a while, he will be looking dead into camera and go, <laughs> well, I'm going to go. And I'm like, oh, I don't. Let's talk about nuance. Like, how do you talk about nuance to a four-year-old? Or sometimes he'll lean forward and do a stage whisper, like a really loud whisper in my ear and be like, I don't want to talk to her anymore. (laughs) Yes. And I'm like, okay, I respect that. And I want you to listen to your gut. But right now we're going to zhuzh it a little bit and make it a little more gentle so that Auntie Carol isn't insulted. (sighs) Meanwhile, I'm like, be nice. Be nice. (laughs) God. It's two minutes of your tiny life. Be nice. I know. It's hard. It's so hard. And the other hard thing is when he gets the phone, he loves having the phone, right? Mm. Of course. It's like hot commodity. And then he decides to give whoever it is a tour of the house. Oh, yeah. Or look at his. So I'm going to go and show my friend a tour you know, of the house or a tour of my room. But I only prepared the house behind where we were sitting for the call. (laughs) So if he takes the phone and turns the camera around, everyone's going to see the laundry basket that's getting ready to go down to the basement, my elderly dog walking over the wee-wee pads. (laughs) Oh, clean up the dishes off of the dining table from breakfast. I didn't have time. And now he's seeing all this, oh, the wallpaper that's... Don't judge me. Don't judge me. I'm just screaming in the background, don't judge me. It's so hard. And I love that he wants to share his life with our relatives and his friends. But not right now. Like, I'm just not ready for it. Not right now. Like, dude, take a hint. Oh, wait, that's right. You don't clean up around here. Yeah, he doesn't. You don't even offer. (laughs) It's only if I offer you some gummy bears. We even have a really good friend who lives down the street who's a sweet, great kid who's seven years old. And he came in once and used the bath. And you have to go through the playroom to get to our downstairs bathroom. And the playroom is hilarious. It looks like somebody like bad guys came in and were like looking for the papers. Like they just tore the place apart. Your place has been ransacked. You know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. He comes out of the bathroom and he's so sweet and so nice. And even he said, whoa, this place is a mess. <laughs> and I was like, how dare you? First of all, how dare you? Second of all, how dare you? And then I got all Vincent D'Onofrio. You got a bathroom in your own house. <laughs> yeah. He's the best kid, though, I do have to say. (laughs) Of course. Of course he is. More words coming your way when we get back. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. 
Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. <laughs> well, you're aiming more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts. Feel like you're the martyr in your family? You're not alone. Hey, this is Joanne. And Brie. And we're from the No Guilt Mom podcast. Brie, we talk to a lot of moms. Yeah, we sure do. And if you're a mom who has a to-do list that is so massive that you get overwhelmed and you shut down. Or if you fall into the habit of doing everything for everyone and don't know how to change it, we can help you become a No Guilt Mom. We're going to take you from family martyr to family model. That's role model. So that you role model the behavior that you want to see out of your kids. You're going to go from being tired and overwhelmed to energized and guilt free. Every week, you'll get actionable strategies that you can implement right away from the experts that we interview and from us. We also have a whole lot of fun. So check out the No Get Mom podcast everywhere you listen to your favorite shows. Good afternoon and welcome to the final race of the Toddler Worst Derby! It's going to be a thrilling event to determine which of the super terrible things toddlers do is the absolute worst! And they're off! Strong out of the gate is potty training with hand, foot, and mouth disease close behind. But here comes, oh for the love of God, I just gave you a snack. Followed by, what is that in your mouth? Potty training falling back as we've talked about keeping your hands out of your pants surges up the rail. And here comes the heavy favorite, sitting up at night worried about all the ways they could possibly kill themselves, making a strong push into first place. Followed closely by discussing the consistency of your baby's poop. As we come down the stretch, it's sitting up at night worried about all the ways they could possibly kill themselves with a clear lead. But wait, here comes an unlikely challenger in Why Are You Licking That Light Socket? Who was being chased down by you just vomited into my hand, still sitting up at night worried about all the ways they could possibly kill themselves. Hold on to the lead! It's sitting up at night's race to lose. But wait, as we come into the final turn, it's all family stomach flu with haven't had sex in six months right on its tail. Still wearing my nursing bra is making a late race show, but it's all family stomach flu and sitting up all night worrying about all the ways they could possibly kill themselves. And at the tape it is, sitting up at night worried about all the ways they can possibly kill themselves, easily besting the time of last year's champion, I think this is poop on my favorite blouse. What a day at the track, ladies and gentlemen! Hey, thanks for coming back here at Toddler Purgatory. So we were just talking about when toddlers or kids in general, let's be honest, say things in front of other people, such as on family Zooms that are wildly embarrassing, or just plain rude, love them. But also it's hard when they say those things to you. Your face. Because the filterless little buddies of ours. For example, one of the listeners of What Fresh Hell, Kate, says, My lovely five-year-old snuggled into our bed with me last night, and her comment was, Mommy, you smell disgusting. 
You need to take a shower. How dare she? And Kate says, you know what, kid? You can go lay in your own bed. P.S. I smelled fine. (laughs) (laughs) That you can. That you can. You get bathed by me and you have the audacity to get in my bed, come in my space and tell me I stink. The worst. And also toddlers have like sweet angel breath. Like, us adults don't have that luxury anymore. Life has dealt us a hard blow because we're just getting older. And so my son will do the same thing. He'll come in in the morning, and I know, I get it. I'm supposed to cherish these times of when he comes in and snuggles, because at some point he will... (laughs) Did you just give a thumbs down and a fart sound? I sure did. Thank you so much. But yes, but I know we're supposed to cherish that, and I do. For the most part, I love it when he comes in and snuggles. Except for the times (laughs) when that tiny filterless terror says to me... (laughs) Mommy. So cute, right? And I think he's so going to say, cute. I love you, or something like that. Nope. But surprise ending, he says, <laughs> Mommy, you have morning breath. <laughs> How dare you? Go lay in your own bed. How dare you? How dare you? Good. I'm like, okay, so you have the breath of tiny baby angels, but that doesn't mean that you can tell me that I have morning breath. How dare you? Get out of here. And I start to get like, yeah, just get out of here. Get out of here, kid. <laughs> Oh, man, I love him so much. And is he wrong? No. No. But do we not say that? (laughs) Yes. So now I've actually altered my routine. Well, yeah, I kind of have. I've been, usually I like go down, have my coffee, have my breakfast, come upstairs, get ready for the day, brush my teeth. Mm. Now, (laughs) because of that, he has said it enough times. I love him that I now get up. We do snuggles. I'm sort of aware of it. We do snuggles. And then I say, I'll be right back. (laughs) And because I always have to pee in the morning 100% of the time, there is no morning when I do not have to pee when I get up. It just is what it is. He's giving you a complex, Molly? He has given me a complex. They're the worst. I go to the bathroom, I wash my hands, and you know what I do? I brush my teeth. Brush them. Because I want him to snuggle me. (laughs) I'm lame. He runs the show. I want love. I just want love. I love love. The things that I do for love. (laughs) Listen, there was this one time where my son, I mean, this is probably the most embarrassing thing he's done. We get into an elevator, right? We get into our, our elevator at our apartment and the porter had just been in there with the garbage. Yeah. And so we go in and it's a little, smelled a little bit. And my son <laughs> just looks up at my husband with all every serious fiber in his body. And he goes, oh, daddy, oh, you're Butt stinks. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Just stinky butt, man. Which is so funny because toddlers, even though, you know, they're made out of dreams and fairy tales and, you know, all our wishes come true, they're also can be kind of stinky. Yeah. Like, can you imagine? I really feel for and sympathize with every teacher out there, really, <laughs> on so many levels. But in particular, like, we love the preschool that my son goes to. And I just yesterday, it's so funny, I saw his teacher in the parking lot because we had picked him up a little later and he was hanging out with one of his friends and she came out and it's always kind of nice to see them, you know, outside the classroom or whatever. We don't even go in the classrooms now because of everything that's going on. But so she came out Mm. and we were talking about, I can't remember what, going to the doctor or I can't remember what it was. And she goes, oh yeah, I know. And we, I kind of looked at her like, huh? And she goes, oh, it's kind of like we know everything. Like we hear everything. And I think to myself, like, right, (laughs) preschool and kindergarten, like the things they must hear. What are they? What lies? Because my kid likes to make up stuff like out of nowhere. What is he telling? Yes. 
his teachers and his friends. I yep. Mean. Or what portions of the truth or what <laughs> versions of the truth. And also with zero context. None. None whatsoever. Yeah. What could possibly, almost like that kid who's screaming, help me, help me in the background of the adoption <laughs> session, the poor kid. And now, of course, you know, as you know, we're not going to get too much into the peas and poops of the operation, but let's talk about how kids love peas and poops and love them, love talking about them, love referring to them. My son likes to put the word poop in everything. Like we were listening to that Dua, <laughs> what's her name? Dua Lipa? Dua Lipa? Dua Lipa. Dua Lipa. Such a great song. Levitate. And but mm-hmm. of course he changed all the words to poopitate. <laughs> I'm sorry. I do have the humor of a toddler. I think that that's hilarious. It was low-key hilarious, I have to say. (laughs) And then at the holidays, he would be like so angelic, so cute. And he was like, deck the halls with boughs of holly, fa-la-la-la-la-la-la-la, poop. (laughs) And uh, But everything, poop, pee. And thank God he doesn't know about the intricacies other than poop, though the different, you know, ways that they happen. My two-year-old has this thing about... Whenever I change her diaper, she needs to see her poop. Oh, mm-hmm. just check it out. Yeah, just and it's always, uh, Mama, Mama's a poop poop. Sure is. Uh, yeah, yeah, it is. Mama, can can I see poop? I'm like, no, it's gross. Like you don't know. It's you don't want. And then turns to a tantrum. And then I just end up opening it up and showing it to her. It becomes just like a whole. It's like a show. It's like a showing. Yes. I'm a poop realtor. And then my four-year-old, I mean, I don't know if this is like a thing with boys, but it's just like the pee-pee everywhere, around the toilet, on the walls, on my sink, (laughs) like everywhere. I think, yeah, they're not paying attention or it's awful. The worst, I don't have one, so I don't know how it works. It seems very easy. Yeah, it seems like it. Point and shoot. I don't know. Like the cameras of late. Well, you know, we're not going to talk about peas and poops too much, but I do have to say, this made me laugh out loud. Ashley, one of the What Fresh Hell listeners, said, my son was potty training and decided to pee in the toilet my parents left on the carpet before installing it. They were getting ready to install a toilet. (laughs) And he peed in it. And like, how can you not praise that? That is so good. Listen, that's what it's there for. Yes. You know, and potty training, of course, is... You know, it doesn't take too long. That's a lie. I lied. I just lied. Oh, who? We did the four-day method where he has to, like, walk around with no pants on and stuff. And it took two and a half months. But then when it was done, it was done, which was great. Mm. But we definitely had all the travel potties and that kind of thing in the car. And we really wanted to, like, listen to him and give him chances to... How many times were we, like, pulled over in the parking lot of a fast food restaurant? <laughs> you know, more of a fast casual restaurant. I tried to stick with fast casual rather than fast food, just to keep it fancy. And just like hiding him from everybody's view with the car. You park the car in such a way that you can put the portable potty on the other side of it. And he was usually okay with it. He has recently found embarrassment. Mm. And he even said to me the other day, Mama, I just don't want anyone to laugh at me. I know, which is pretty heartbreaking. We had to talk about like, you have to think about why people are laughing at you. You know, try not to get too deep into it, but like, that's their problem, not yours kind of thing. Right. But back when he was potty training, he was two and a half and he was just like singing, if you want to be happy for the rest of your life or whatever, like whatever <laughs> he was singing, top of his lungs. I'm trying to hide him from like the customers at Denny's and he's just like singing, having a great time, waiting for that P-O-O-P to come. 
God, it was so funny. And so sometimes it pe- or poops can be gross and sometimes it can be pretty hilarious. You know what I find just funny about all of this is that we're here just like talking about how they're the absolute worst, but I'm just enjoying this so much. <laughs> you know, it's just like, it brings me so much joy, ironically, how awful they can be. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's the only time in our lives when we get to kind of see somebody go through the steps of growing up, the yes. steps of figuring it out, the steps of realizing, you know, like one of our listeners wrote on the Facebook page, sometimes your six-year-old is going to order a bush light at Dairy Queen. <laughs> sometimes it's going to happen. And it's going to be embarrassing in the moment. And you're going to feel like the worst parent ever. But then like later on down the road, it's going to be really, really hilarious. That's why. Yes, we. it's purgatory. It's not forever. It's neither heaven nor H-E double hockey sticks. It's not forever. We're all just cruising around in this in-between space, y'all. That's it. I know. We are so excited to be hosting Toddler Purgatory. We're going to be coming at you every couple weeks. And we're so excited to talk about all things toddlers, the goods, the bads. New episodes will be coming at you every other Tuesday. So yeah, subscribe, follow, join the Facebook page. In on it. What with all the kid, cool kids are doing. All the cool kids. Some of those kids are under five. Yeah. Right here in Toddler Purgatory. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Real truth alert. Pregnancy, birth, and having a baby isn't all sunshine and rainbows. I wish it were. But the reality is that many people struggle and suffer through this time without the right help or even knowing what they're dealing with. I'm perinatal psychologist, Dr. Katayun Kayani, also known as Dr. Kat. My podcast, Mom in Mind, aims to shine a light on the difficult reality that so many hopeful and new parents experience and raise the volume on how we can better support mental health, which is a big part of our overall health. Episodes include personal stories from people who have healed through things like pregnancy and postpartum anxiety, depression, PTSD, and so much more. I also talk with specialists and experts who explain and educate on these conditions. All of this to support parents to know that they are not alone, that healing is possible, and there are resources that can help you today. Listen into Mom and Mind and walk with me through the world of perinatal mental health. Oh, hey, everybody. It's us, Blair and Molly, your old pals from Toddler Purgatory, two moms who are also actors, who are also creative beings who sometimes feel stuck. And this is our new podcast, Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. What happens when your creative spark just seems to disappear? Gone. Poof. Bye. See ya. What happens when life gets in the way of your creativity instead of nourishing it? That's what happened to Molly and me. We felt like the thing that drove us creatively stopped working and impending doom had in fact impended. Totally. So we decided to do something about it. And that was... Steal ideas about getting unstuck from the most creative people we can find. We talk to guests about how to break through the mucky, gluey, sticky wall that can get between you and your creativity. We hear about their journeys, their successes, their challenges, and even their bougie coffee shop orders. And we're not just talking Bob Ross type paint on paper artists here, though we talk to them too. We're talking to actors, creative directors, dancers, and people who are working hard to be their best creative selves in a world that can sometimes feel 
real uncreative. We all have something to teach each other, so let's steal their ideas together. Join us, won't you, as we deep dive into how to unstick ourselves from the life gunk that can get in the way of our creative freedom. Pandemics, school calendars, world events, lack of sleep. Oh, get out of their life gunk. And let's get back to your best creative self. Subscribe to Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. You're not going to want to miss an episode. Unsticking It with Blair and Molly, because sometimes life sucks. Unsticking it.